Hi guys, welcome back to episode 14. I'm Allie, the host of this podcast. Today I'm back with Dana and Kitty, and this is part two of the 36 questions that lead to love. If you haven't seen part one, check out episode 13. Okay, so we'll pick up right where we left off with question number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why? Yeah, I'm good. This is a really, really weird question considering uh, like no. considering COVID and all. Regardless of whether COVID was a thing or not, no. Really? Just stuck at home. Mm, yeah. I'm I'm happy with my life. I mean I would maybe invite more friends over or something, but literally all my family lives in this neighborhood. Except for like my half siblings. Like if I knew a hundred percent that like I wouldn't change how I was living, but I might make gifts for everyone I care about, you know? But I yeah. don't think I would change my existence. I mean, I do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'd make less plans, obviously. Yeah. You make less plans? Yeah, I wouldn't be planning two years into the future. Oh. I would not be planning past my death date, but I wouldn't really change much. All right. Yeah. See, if it wasn't, like, COVID, I would say I want to travel more. Definitely, like, see more see more of the world if you knew a hundred percent you were going to die in a year would you keep doing school oh god that's a really good question dang i don't know that's a really tough question i mean like what's the point right yeah at that point it's not like it matters no i'd probably just travel like well with covid and stuff it's more difficult to do that i'd probably just spend more time with friends yeah. yeah. Question number 20. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship is not a concept I know how to describe. Friendship is friendship. Friendship is a person that you care about, mm-hmm. that you're not related to by blood, and you, like, mutually support one another, and... Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it, it is. I, like, I don't know what, what kind of answer that it mean? wants from us. What does it mean to me? That's literally what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's what it says on the can, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Does what it says on the tin, ideally. Yeah, yeah ideally. Question number 21. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Not a lot of physical affection lately because COVID. Part of the but... way that I figured out that I was Arrow when I was reading about like what it is, is most people, when you talk to them about like, they, they differentiate, like they love their family in one way, they love their friends in yes. another way, and then they love their partners in so the a third yeah. way. I don't yeah. have that. I have like one flavor, one speed of love and affection, which is if I care about you, I am 100% your like ride or die person. Like I will go get into a fist fight with the devil, even if I know you are the asshole in the situation. And that is it. There's no difference between, like, what type of relationship it is. Yeah, I kind of have that, too. Like, I do have lower affection relationships of people I care Mm -hmm. less about. I have various levels. But I have tiers. Like, I have my brother and my best friend are kind of on the same tier. And then everyone else is kind of on lower Mm -hmm. tiers than that. Or, well, I guess mom's also up there. I guess my thing is less, like how much affection I have for that. Because, like, if I know you well enough to have affection for you, (laughs) that's just shit. (laughs) But when I don't know people as well, I don't talk to them as much. I don't go out of my Mm -hmm. way to spend as much time with them. Yeah. That's about the only differentiation. Mm. It's like, I don't know you as well, so I'm I'm, I'm busy. I'm talking to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. 
I have people I would prioritize <laughs> over other people, depending. If I've already made yeah. plans with the first person, then the, the plans stay. I don't cancel plans. But I have people I prioritize. But it's all kind of like the same feelings. What role does it play in your life? The same role it plays in everybody else's lives. Numpties? Um, yeah, right? Human beings, all animals on the planet are in some capacity social creatures. Some are more social than others. Like mm -hmm. dogs and wolves are pack animals, whereas cats tend to prefer being solitary. To some extent, all animals are social creatures. They need interaction with another living thing in some capacity. Otherwise, no, okay, yeah, that's it's true. not good for them. So what role does love and affection play in your life? The same role it plays in the life of every other living thing on the planet. It keeps me from going crazy and being a freak. <laughs> For me, I'm not an overly affectionate person, especially if I'm, like, really comfortable with someone, which is, like... It, but affection, everyone is affectionate. They just show it in different it's ways. It's just how, yeah. Like, I'm not particularly okay. physically affectionate. I'm not particularly touchy either. It's, like, it depends on the day. My, my, I have a friend it, who, it like... It depends on the day, it depends on the person. Hugs everyone. But with me, half the time I get a high five, half the time I get a hug. Depends what I want. But it depends yeah. on the person. Which is nice. All my friends know, if you want a hug, ask first. Don't... Yeah, don't just grab Dana and hug her. Uh, yeah. You will get an upset Dana. Yeah. But I'm still affectionate towards them, just in different ways. Yeah. Mine is often, I'll give them random shit I made. Like, do you want a doll? Yeah. I don't know why you'd want a doll, but have a doll. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I make stuff for people, even when they have not asked for it. Like, I mailed one of the doll edits I did to Arkansas to my longtime friend i was like here have a doll <laughs> he likes her but i'm also pretty sure he and his boyfriend were like what the fuck are we gonna do with this thing i mean thanks for the doll that looks like a fox but number 22 alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic with your partner to a total of five items i mean just like open-mindedness and willing to talk yeah that's like pretty important for like running a podcast that's like all three of us creativity none of us are super judgmental because we all have different views on different things and like I know a lot of the people in the group are not super spiritual people and then there's me the odd duck <laughs> out and everybody's just kind of like yeah. okay, okay cool whatever have fun <laughs> with that one yeah <laughs> I don't entirely get it but I respect it yeah I think with that a lot of it specifically is that I'm like not running around trying to convert everybody being like do you believe in Jesus yeah. mm. no if, if you did that I would be annoyed with you yeah I would <laughs> I might have more of a problem <laughs> I hate it when people do that. Because I've gotten yeah. that my entire life. Because I don't go to church and I don't go to a specified building location and pray the oh. same way that they do. There's There must be something wrong with me that they need to fix. And oh my god. Because they'll ask me, do you believe in Jesus? And I'm like, yeah. Can you shut up and leave me alone? <laughs> At least you can say that, right? Like if someone you know, like approached me about it, my answer would be, no, I don't. And I... Occasionally I don't even bother. Oh. Like, when I worked at Walmart, we had this Bible thumper lady who would hang out outside the garden center doors and she had like a stack of pamphlets in her hands and she would try to give them to people. And she was forever telling people the iconic Jesus loves you, you know? And... <laughs> oh, 
the one day I walked out the door and so far had not noticed me. This particular day she did and when she tried to hand me a pamphlet I was like no thanks and I start walking to my car because one of my co-workers and I Jen were going to get lunch and she goes you know Jesus loves you mm -hmm. and I looked at her and I went but we're just friends. <laughs> And like looking <laughs> really awkwardly, like she had shattered my world. That shut her up. She didn't know what to say to that. Sense of humor is another thing that we all have. So that, I'm just gonna give you each one in that Allie is cool and Allie is way more organized than I am, which is dope. Right? <laughs> Still not that, or but like way more organized than I am and is cool and she's yeah. good at instruments and things which i haven't heard but i just know she is and she still has to play for me and kitty <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i will i will i will do it one day kitty is also awesome and kitty is down to talk at any time and is very supportive yeah. and is always there to I'm help a night owl and it's great <laughs> hey i do my best it's also because i'm a night owl and my ass doesn't go to sleep until 3 a.m yeah time. which for me is only 12 <laughs> oh, but it works out <laughs> yeah, that works out. That works out. <laughs> I cannot stay up until 3 a.m. Generally speaking, if you need something in the middle of the night, you can ding me and I'll be like, what you need? <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Uh, my childhood being happier or less happy than other people's, I think, is subjective. I think I had a decent yeah. childhood. How close uh -huh. and warm is my family? Okay, so my mom, my grandma, and her husband, and then my great-grandparents when they were alive were all pretty tight. Like, my mm -hmm. very immediate family is really close. I've managed to get really, really close with my half-siblings out in Oregon. My grandmother's siblings live down the road in this same neighborhood that we live in. Nobody is super close with my Uncle Louie because he is, I am not exaggerating or kidding, he has papers from a hospital. He is a legitimate psychopath. It's a oh. quote-unquote drug-induced psychosis, except he was crazy like that before he got into drugs, so. Mm -hmm. And then my Aunt Marion and Aunt Kathy, the eldest sister and the youngest sister, live together and have my entire life. And like, they come up here occasionally, we go down there, but I wouldn't say we're super close. My family's a little weird that way. Kind of like it's two branching paths. You have those of us who are super freaking tight, and then you have the other half where it's kind of, eh, maybe. Mm, <laughs> for me... My extended family lives overseas, so I don't see them very often, and it's left off and now because COVID, can't mm -hmm. travel. My mom stays at home, and my dad travels for work a lot, so, like, I guess, eh. I don't see too much family. I spend more time with friends. Was my childhood happier than most other people's? I didn't, like, there's nothing special about my childhood besides, yeah, I have friends, I was happy, I did a lot of work, did a lot of studying, even yeah. as a kid. So, like, I guess... Yeah. My thing is, like, I wasn't spoiled. I didn't get every single thing that I asked for. But I also wasn't treated horribly. Like, I wasn't abused. I don't know. It was average, I suppose. With my immediate family, I have a very good family. I Loving mm -hmm. parents. I had, like, a year in my life where I fought with my brother. Maybe two years. And the rest of the time, we've been mm -hmm. close. 
but then extended family. We all live in the same town, but of my like 30 cousins, I barely, I don't know which ones are my cousins and which ones are married to my cousins. I have no idea. Yeah, you don't know which ones are by blood and which ones are like. Like the, some of them I know, the ones that I can remember they're when they got married, but like I'm not close with any of them. And it's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, that's extended family. And when it's huge like that, I don't know any of my cousins on my dad's side. Yeah. On my biological father's side. The last time I saw Mm -hmm. any of them, I was five years old. And then I have all my aunts and uncles, and it's kind of like, yeah, they're there. Like, my dad's side, I see Christmas. That's about it. Oh. When I was younger, it was once a month we'd see each other. Nowadays, it's Christmas. And then my mom's side, like, nowadays we see more often. Like, not during COVID and whatever, but, like, Mm -hmm. when I was little, I was like, yeah, no. They exist. (laughs) Exist, but heck if I know who they are. Like, my uncle was surprised I went to film school. Anyone who knows me went, oh, yeah, that makes sense for you. But my uncle was like, that doesn't seem like you. Why would you do that? Literally everyone else is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense for you. But he's like, yeah, that doesn't seem like you. Speaking of, like, family (laughs) members that you only see, my my stepdad's father, when I was 15, I fell, was when I fell face first into the goth subculture and I never came back out. Mm -hmm. He would come down for, like, a weekend every couple of months. So, like... Six months after I fall directly into the gothic subculture and he decides to come down for a weekend and this doofus tries to lecture me about how that's not who I really am. And I'm like, dude, what the f- Like, you know, you see me for two days every, yeah, like, like, six months. You know precisely <laughs> dick about me. You know what I show you. I haven't seen my stepdad's father since he and mom split up when I was, like, 18. And I kind of would dearly love to see Steven just one time, considering that I'm still a giant freaking goth, just so I could look at him and be like, good job, Miss Cleo, you nailed that one. (laughs) 24, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? All right then, Freud. I like my relationship with my mom. I'm I'm close with my mother. We do our thing where we sit in the same room and don't talk for a while. Because we're both very introverted and we just want to watch our show. Or, well, more often, she wants to watch her show, I want to look at my phone, but the couch is the best place to be. In, in my case, our Xbox is in my room. So if I'm going to play on the Xbox, I play on it during the day. And then mom plays on it from, like, after dinner to about... 11 midnight so every night my mom just sits in my room and plays video games and we just generally i'm doing something else so it's not even like we're having a conversation i mean occasionally we do more often than not we're just sitting in the same room together while she plays video games and i do whatever yeah my mom and i are very close and Mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who think that's freaking weird and i'm like the heck with you um, I have a pretty good relationship with my parents in general. Some conflicting views, but like they're there for me at the end of the day. So I suppose that's all that matters. Question number 25. This is the first question of set three. So I kind of anticipate the like difficulty to just ramp up again. Like in the last time. <laughs> yeah. Make three true we statements for each. For instance, <laughs> okay. we are both in this re- room feeling. Well, we're not all in the same room. <laughs> okay. Well, That's the first problem. We are all in this Discord call together. <laughs> yes. We all think that this questionnaire is kind of ridiculous. And we are all asexual. <laughs> With love. Yeah. We all probably exist 
<laughs> probably. This is probably uh, not the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think so? Number 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. A pizza. My brain just goes milkshake, and I don't know why, because I would not want to share <laughs> my milkshake. My brain was like, a pizza. Eating a pizza by yourself is like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. You need someone to share it with. I do. I do want to have someone to share dinners with because I don't like eating alone. For me, I wish I had someone with whom I could share my music with. Yeah. Well, you could share your music with us. I'm always looking for new music. I could, yes. Question number 27. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. I'm pretty sure y'all already know the important. Yeah, the part of the problem we're having is we we've known each other for we a while. We kind of know each other. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to do this with strangers. Probably the most important things for people to know about me is that, you know, I have chronic pain issues. Oh, also, my brain no work like normal. We know it has ADHD. It might potentially be autistic. I haven't gotten a proper diagnosis on that. Also, there's a lot of us up here because I have dissociative identity disorder, so there's that. And also, I'm the queen of random inane bullshit. <laughs> For me, it would be that I am generally quite a serious person, but if I get comfortable enough, I'm also quite chaotic. It just depends on the person. <laughs> I think that's anybody. Yeah, that's true. Some people are naturally more outgoing, though. I don't like being like, this. this is an important fact that you must know about. It's like, you'll figure it out once you get to know me. I don't... I'm not gonna right? give you hints. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna make it easy for you. 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. This one's gonna be hard for me because I'm not really embarrassed by the stupid, dumb mistakes I've made in my past. It's just like, yeah, I did a dumb. The end. I get secondhand embarrassment for other people, but when I completely f stuff a thing up, I'm just like, well, like if I fall in public and bust my ass, I will stand up and take a bow. I am not kidding. I, I'm an overly cautious person, so... My brain yeah. has a constant list of things things that I've fucked up and I should be mm -hmm. embarrassed about from when I was like mm -hmm. nine to current and now that I'm yeah. trying to think of one my brain's just like hmm, no no nah. you don't get any of these nah. I don't know I wouldn't consider anything from my like, childhood ridiculous and like embarrassing yeah. as a kid like my brain does not care if I've done it, it's my <laughs> fault, and I should feel bad about it. In my case, probably the best one, I was seven or eight, was riding my bike around my grandma's neighborhood with a couple of the girls from her neighborhood. And one of them mm -hmm. posed the question, I wonder what it's like for blind people when they ride a bike. And I cannot remember exactly how it came about, but somehow they managed to talk me into testing this out. <laughs> I rode my bike down the hill with my eyes closed and slammed directly into the back of a parked truck of course it was a hurt oh a bit but it actually wasn't too bad oh really wow i'm trying to think uh i guess most recently like a little minor little f up was i try to because i'm usually up at like midnight so i try to wish people if they have a birthday like i like i'll send them a text or something i forgot because i lost track of time <laughs> so i like I, I was working on like something and i look up at like 20 minutes past midnight and then i was like oh shoot <laughs> So I was 20 minutes late to wishing one of my best friends happy birthday, and that was mildly embarrassing. I'm pretty sure she didn't even notice. No, she definitely noticed. <laughs> it was just terrible. I made a card like two weeks ago for her birthday, and the card literally said, 
if I'm doing this right, you'll have received this like on at the stroke of midnight. And if I haven't, I won't be embarrassed. I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally wrote that into the card. I kept it in, and I was like, one time I accidentally wrote my name instead of my friend's name on her birthday card. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> So yeah, that's a that's a pretty embarrassing moment. And for the next like two years, three years, we were friends. Every birthday, we'd write our own name on their birthday card. At least it became an inside <laughs> joke then. Yeah, it became an in joke. So yeah, she's reading the card and it's just like, why does it just say your name? Like what? I'm not good at writing cards. I've just stopped. I don't. I don't do cards. I will say happy birthday. I won't uh, do a card. I buy. <laughs> I like. I buy cards that are like. You know, Hallmark cards or whatever. Generally, they're funny. That's just my personality. And then literally, I'll just write like, Happy birthday, my good bitch, or something like that on the inside of it. Sign my name and boom, done. That's it. Question number 30. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? October. Both is October. Oh, wow. I don't cry a lot. Yeah, I don't. I'm not not a crier either. I try to avoid it because if I cry, I end up with a fucking migraine and I get those enough. Was sometime last year. Seriously? Yeah. Last Thursday. It's just stress. Overwhelmed. That'll do it. That'll break down. (laughs) Happens pretty frequently, actually. I don't cry unless someone in front of me is also crying. If I'm sitting by myself, I, I do not cry. I can be panicking, I will not cry. I can be upset, I will not cry. If I wanted to, I could not. I do not have to deal with other people crying. I could not cry if I chose to. I have times where I'm like, I feel like crying would help right now. Yeah, it does. It, it, like, it, I'm sure it would. Does not mean I am able to. My thing with not crying is, like, I know there are people who are like, I'm not going to cry because then I'm weak or whatever. No. 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 I will, no. I will purposefully, like, try to hold back from crying the when it it happens because i'm like i don't want a migraine and i know if i indulge this i will have one i feel like shit emotionally already i do not want to physically feel like shit too i will have sometimes my eyes will start watering if i'm particularly frustrated and on yeah. my period mm-hmm. but only then well the yeah <laughs> hormones hormones are the dumbest thing in the world i'm like what why am i tearing up right now and then three days later it's like oh yeah that made sense honest to god the one time i was actually on my period mom walks out on the front porch and i'm full-on like sobbing because i was watching a video about like ocean critters and there was a chimera shark or a ghost shark they're sometimes called i was crying because it was cute (laughs) <laughs> I get annoyed at the fact that I'm like really easily triggered to cry because it's like typically it's out of frustration. It's like I need to be productive right now and I can't do that if I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My grandma's like that. My grandma is just generally speaking a squishy hearted woman. She cries very easily. It does not seem to bother her like at all. To be fair though, she is also in her 70s and I think she just kind of made peace with it. Whereas uh... mom and I were, you know, we cry, we end up with a headache. We are both very much like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> okay, number 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. For both of you, I like the fact that when I opened up and was like, hey, by the way, I'm not the only person in my head, y'all weren't like, oh shit, she's a lunatic. You you guys were kind of like, they sound cool though. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you had the same reaction my little sister did. Like, like Allie and I were talking last night about the Geizos is what I call the, the group of, like, young adult men altars that I have. And all of them play at least one instrument. And we were talking about them, and Allie was just kind of like, they sound awesome! <laughs> and that you put up with my, my creative tangents that I go on. <laughs> like, I think when you mentioned um, DID... It just timing kind of worked out because like a few weeks prior I had like got some videos and I recommended about the IDs yeah I, like kind of watched them so I had kind of an idea of what it was mm -hmm. so it was yeah like, oh, oh yeah okay kind of know what this is yes it was helpful for me that I did already know about DID but that is yeah. like what what should I care that that's that there's extra people in as there. long as they're not a holes. That was kind yeah. of the it was kind of just like, well, as long as they're not jerks, we don't care. <laughs> what do I like about you guys? A lot of things. Kitty, I like how, like, you're a cool person. You've taught me a lot of things, definitely. Yeah, I'm good for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, I really admire your, edit your editing skills because you make right? me sound like somewhat eloquent and <laughs> that is such a feat. <laughs> not that hard. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> that sounded meaner than I wanted it to. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not- that's not what I meant. Yeah, it's- it's all I'm doing basically is removing the pause. And as anyone, sometimes we say kind of dumb things. It's like, oh, okay, that's mm -hmm. not what- I know what you meant. That's not that what you meant. I'm gonna remove that. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's not being good at coming up with things. Because I really like both of you. And so it's like, why Why do I- I, I, I like them. Why? Uh, I like- Mm, no, there's no specific reason. There's lots of reasons. Can I name any of them at this specific moment? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently, right. I just don't like you two. Nah. <laughs> your brain. Well, it's not necessarily that your brain doesn't like us. It seems like your brain just no like thinky parts right My now. My brain doesn't like answering <laughs> questions ever. Brain's like fuck you. Next question number thirty-two. What? If anything, it's too serious to be joked about. Rape, pedophilia, bestiality, pretty much anything that involves deflowering or victimizing something that is completely innocent. I'd say other people's trauma. Yeah. You want to joke about your own trauma, that's fine, but don't yeah. don't look at, like, don't make jokes about somebody else when they tell you some fuck shit happened to them. Because, like, if it's, if it's something that happened to you, I don't think it's ever wrong to joke about your own experiences. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people use humor as a way to cope, and who are you to say that you can't? Yeah, exactly. I do that a lot. Or it's yeah. like people who make jokes about racism was like, hmm, you are you are very white. Yeah, <laughs> no, racist jokes are a whole other thing. Like, ooh, yeah, like occasionally my mom and I will we've heard some like really terrible jokes involving Native Americans and whatnot. That like the way oh. they're worded and whatnot, it's very obviously like a racial stereotype. But the the punchline of the joke is funny, so we do recite it occasionally. We're also both native, <laughs> so it's kind of like you know I've heard some jokes that are like very obviously racist against African Americans and whatnot, and I'm like mm -hmm. I remember them, 
so I could recite them, but I will not. Question number 33. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them yet? Why is it? What's with the impending morality? Mortality. Right. Sorry. It doesn't sound right. Oops. Impending morality. (laughs) Was the person who wrote this having an existential crisis at the time? What the hell? Yeah, if you're gonna write something like this, I feel like you must be. Psychologist. I also, I don't have anything. If I want to tell someone something, I tell them. I don't know. I, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, no, nothing. It's like, yeah, I don't know. If I have something important to tell a person, I don't beat around the bush. I don't, like, wait for the perfect opportunity. I'm just like, oh, by the way, Like, yes, I have secrets from people, but that means I don't want them to know that, so. Yeah, it's not like I'm waiting for the opportune time to tell them a thing. It's like, no, that's mine. I don't share that with people. Like, I tell my mom everything. Like, my mom knows everything. But, like, there's there's stuff I'm not gonna dump on my friends and whatnot because they don't need to know it. It's, Uh Like, I kind of assume that some people might answer, like you haven't like asked someone out yet or anything like that but if you did that and you were gonna die that evening right (laughs) what sounds like the premise to a bad hentai you can't do anything you're about to die oh no i forgot to tell whoever that i i have a thing for them and i want to date them now i'm dead maybe i'll go bone them as a ghost (laughs) oh i forgot that i need to tell this person or they'll die and now i'm going to die is it's also a possibility (laughs) right exactly that sounds like a terrible anime plot too yeah Mm. okay 34 your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and pets you have time to safely make one final dash and to save any one item what would it be and why for me pretty easy my violin because it's super expensive and it's the most expensive thing that i can think of off the top of my head and because i would hate to have to go through the trouble of trying to get another one it takes forever to find like a decent instrument and stuff it's just too much work mine is i have this plush dragon Mm, kind of like a blue color he's got two heads his name is mystic and i would probably snatch him over any of the others which i have a lot specifically because of who bought him for me. It was one of the times we went up to West Virginia Uh, to see Bobby and his family. There's this gigantic uh, fucking mall in the West Virginia, Virginia area. It's ridiculous. It's like the biggest mall in the country or was at the time. He's he's made by the company Applause, so he Mm -hmm. was not inexpensive. He was like a $40, $50 creature. But I saw him outside the store and I went in and I was looking at him and Grandma was like, yeah, he's pretty, but I don't have the money to get that for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And apparently Bobby had like better than two years worth of allowance saved up. He went in with his mom and bought him for me because I could tell that I wanted it. And he was just like, here, dragon. So yeah, considering that Bobby is no longer with us, this is like, this is like the one dude that I have that he got for me. So yeah, the others Mm -hmm. potentially could be replaced. He could not. What I would get is I have this gold locket. I got this oh. gold locket on my dad's birthday after he had passed away. He had planned mm. it with my mm-hmm. aunt to get me and my mom a necklace mm-hmm. and my brother a watch. It's like my grounding tool if I'm stressed. It's like... Yeah. I snapped the first mm-hmm. chain up of it because I fiddled with it too much. And so my mom bought me a new oh. chain for my birthday one year. That That is, that is what I would grab. Question number 35. 
of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? Why? Who the fuck is that question? Uh, this is, that is the question that is like, I am going to murder the person you care about the most. Who is it? Question. Like, what? Right? My mom, I guess. Yeah. Same, my mom. My brother, probably. Uh, for me, it's because my mom is who I see the most often, so that would have, like, the most impact. In my case, it's because that's who I'm probably the most close with in this world is my mother my mm. mother or my brother but like with i have seen so many like it's kind of sucky but in your 50s does not seem like a weird time to die for me like because just so many people really? in my family have died at like 55 so it's like yes yes it's tragic but that doesn't seem that odd to me whereas my brother at 23 that would be yeah that would be uh, a weird yeah. one that'd be like whoa yeah. what the heck like obviously i would be devastated by either because no shit but it's like i kind of have a weird mindset of like 80 90 is a long time to live people dying at 50 yeah. is not that weird which is kind of fucked up but you know mm. <laughs> i mean i think it would depend on like how they died yeah yes that too last question share a personal problem ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it also ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen i don't have a I also problem. even yeah, if I did I wouldn't either. really want to answer it on a podcast, you know? Yeah, that that's also true. This might be the one that we pass on. I'm like I don't know. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know what to end on because we just passed the last question, but uh, Okay, thoughts time? That's fine. Yes, we didn't really have an answer for a good amount of them. I feel like these questions are meant to be answered with a certain amount of depth, and I just can't provide that. I don't know, maybe I'm too young. <laughs> Not enough yeah. life experience, can't do it. I had answers for a lot of these questions because I've been through so many icebreaker questions where I have no yeah, idea really. what to say. That it's kind of like about a day after you've been asked the question, you figure out an answer to it. And so I have yeah. all these answers <laughs> from... Can years ago from icebreaker questions you know i've just tried to collect as many icebreaker questions as possible so that i'm never put on the spot uh -huh. you know okay mm -hmm. i think mine is just my brain cycles through fast enough generally speaking that it's like my brain oh you want to know this thing here you go here's the thing as far as like the goal of it leading to love yeah i, I don't know about I that it's good to have discussion topics if you can't find something to talk about. But also, mm, yeah, don't get so deep that Adele could roll in it on the first meeting. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you have to force Here's, that like, many questions, maybe you're not yeah. the perfect match. Some people might be resentful if you force answers out of them. That's something, like, I feel like there's certain people who would be like, I don't want you to know all this. I don't want you to know all this this soon. Look mm -hmm. at me with pity and stuff, and this is, we're going off the assumption that people are being honest and open. But yeah, also, it's like, say you're yeah. looking for a partner, and if you need that mm -hmm. many questions to have a conversation... Yeah, like, you're probably yeah. not. Like, what are you gonna do afterwards? Like, what's the second thing? We're gonna talk about the I feel weather. Like the first thing you need to make sure is you can talk to each other without prompts. Yeah, without the aid of a questionnaire-looking thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this seems like questions you would maybe get at like a speed dating thing. That's true. Except this is taking us three hours. You maybe wouldn't, but like that kind of situation where it's like a whole bunch of random people get together to like see if they're compatible with complete strangers. 
is like about the only setting I can really see this working in. Or I could see this catching on with like YouTubers or something. Like people who are al yeah. already an established couple using it almost like a how well do you know me type thing. Or just to deepen their relationship, kind of like we were doing. Mm -hmm. How useful do you did you find these questions? Like basically all of these not questions is like I no. don't really care. Like this is not what's in this is me. not the important yeah. or like, to I guess me. it can yeah. lead to like tangents and stories and stuff, but like, but like yeah, we got to like me riding down the hill with my eyes closed. But like this isn't I need to know if we fit together in opinions that I would Yeah, like I need to know like oh, yeah. what's your standpoint on equality, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Not like, what do you feel yeah. how's your relationship with your mom? Because I mean I'm gonna be able to observe that for myself if I'm dating you i'm gonna see what your relationship with your mom is like mm -hmm. yeah it's just it just doesn't seem that useful a lot of these seem like questions that would be obvious with context clues yeah you know supposedly this can also lead to just friendships and romance or whatever right i have friends that i would say that i love and yeah. i absolutely know none of their answers for any of these questions and it's like i still love them as a friend because of other reasons not because i know what the most embarrassing moment of their life yeah, is yeah and you know? not because i not know simple. whose death they would be most fucked up by like yeah, yeah like i don't so need to know that to... i'll figure it out when it yeah, happens yeah, it's not something i want to know and they come to me and they go I'm devastated. This happened. Okay. And at that point, I don't need yes. to know that that's the. Yeah, you know, I don't need to know prior to that that's the death that's gonna fuck yeah. them up the most. Yeah. I'll deal with it when it happens, and I'm comforting them and being like, "I'm so sorry." I just. It's question thirty-three. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yes, vulnerability fosters. The theory is maybe sound, but the execution is flawed. <laughs> This is just, ugh. Yeah, I, I, don't do, I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel better about a complete stranger, just a one-time thing, knowing all these secrets. Like, right? Like, this type of thing, I remember people's stories they've told me and interesting things they've told me. I don't remember any of your answers from this. Oh, yeah, I'll be honest, yeah. Same. The fact that there was a question that was, when did you last sing to yourself? Who cares? That's odd. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well that, well, that was one of the first questions, to be fair. That was yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm like looking over them and I'm like, I don't see how some of these help. Some of these seem so fucking random. Most of these are weirdly uncomfortable icebreakers. Icebreakers are supposed to be short. This is taking us two episodes. This is, <laughs> yeah. How much time do you have with a person to spend almost three hours on an icebreaker? Right? right? Yeah. It's odd. I mean, I guess, depending on the first date, like... How long is your first date? Um, it depends. It depends on what you're doing. Like, if you go to dinner and then you just hang out for a while afterwards. There have definitely been people that, like, I went out to a place with. I think, actually, like, the first date I ever went on in high school with the kid who oh. sat next to me in math class. Real sweet guy. We, we dated for, like, five or six months. And I remember the exact moment I knew it wasn't going to work out. And then when like a year down the line he came out i was like yeah honey i knew that i went over to his house and he was just like tidying things up his room wasn't messy he was just tidying and we were just chit-chatting and he was reorganizing his cds that he had all three of the spice girls albums 
because at the time there were only three. And as I handed them to him, I was like, oh, wow, I haven't listened to the Spice Girls in a long time. And then I kind of casually mentioned that when I was younger, me and some of the girls in my grandma's neighborhood would like pretend to be the Spice Girls. I was like, I always ended up being Sporty Spice. And he was like, yeah, I used to do that with the two little girls down the road. I was always Posh Spice. And that was the exact moment my brain went, oh, he's gay. <laughs> this is not going to work out long term because homeboy is gay. The other context clue that I had for that was that in the six months we had dated, our first date we went to a roller skating rink and we did like the couple skate. So we had to hold hands while we were out there. Other than that, in that six months, he had hugged me one time and it was entirely because his friends were giving him grief about the fact that he never hugged me or kissed me or anything. They basically put oh, him really? on the spot, so he came over and hugged me because they were making him feel weird about it. And, like, afterwards, I was like, my dude, if you're uh, not physically affectionate, I don't care. I'm not really physically affectionate either. Like, you don't have to hug me or touch me or anything. I'm cool just hanging out with you. So between the fact that he was not very physically affectionate with me and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to pretend I was posh by so I was and, oh, also he was really, really into Sailor Moon. Like he and wow. one of his friends, they had the they had the like subtitled Japanese episodes of Sailor Moon. Uh... And they would put the tape in and they would point a video camera at the TV and like oh. frame it up so that the subtitles were missing and they would do their own dubs. Like Homeboy was like a super fan for Sailor Moon. And those three things kind of coupled together, I was like, yeah, he's gay. He's very gay. I understand that now. He's very gay. He, I believe, last time I heard, he was also performing as a drag queen, and he makes a very beautiful drag queen. And apparently he's very good at it. Ooh. So, kudos to him. To my credit, I did not bring that up when I, like, split up with him. I was like, look, I like you a lot as a friend. I think we have a great friendship, but anything more than that, I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't know about you. He was like, yeah, me neither. So we remained friends. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is not working in a romantic context. And that was it. It was just kind of a mutual, yeah, this is not, this ain't, this ain't it, sis. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you would like to see behind the scenes stuff or be a guest on this podcast, you can get in touch with us on Instagram at nightsandnope and Reddit, you slash nightsandnope. You can also email us at acasualexchange at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Send us any comments, concerns, or questions. That's all from us today, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. A Casual Exchange was created by the Knights of Nope. Producing and editing credits go to Dana. This podcast is hosted by Allie. Music credits are in the description.